Ready? Okay. Happy birthday to you. Uh, September 10th, 1974, I was born. That's a fact that I know. This week, we're talking about a milestone birthday, but probably not the kind you're thinking of. Uh, today's been a big day. It's my birthday. Uh, 45 years old today. Ricky Kidd is celebrating his first birthday out of prison in more than 20 years. A judge says that Kidd was wrongly convicted in a pair of murders in Kansas City back in 1996. Uh, it's a, a day that I always thought I would possibly spend my uh, birthday free. We'll get to his story in just a moment, but first we want to tell you that I will be taking the helm here on the KNBC 9 Storytellers podcast. My co-anchor, my best friend, Stephen Albritton, has left KNBC and Kansas City to take a job at WLWT, our Hearst Station affiliate in Cincinnati, Ohio, which is just two hours away from his family. And so we wish him the very best. We know that he is disappointed that he won't be here to do this podcast anymore, but he's going to start one out there. And he tells me that maybe one day we can do a crossover podcast. So we'll get working on that. In the meantime, I'll be hosting KNBC 9 Storytellers and bringing in some really great guest hosts for you each week. This week, KNBC 9 reporter William Joy joins me to talk about his recent interview with Ricky Kidd. You're used to seeing us on the evening news. This conversation is different. I'm Haley Harrison. And I'm William Joy, guest hosting this week. Uh, William, thanks so much for coming by to talk about this interview that you did this week with Ricky Kidd. And what an incredible story. He just got out of prison last month. We were actually there uh, up in Cameron when he was getting released. And we didn't know, you know, the the timeline and everything, but it was really exciting. And so fast forward then to this week when you caught up with him in the midst of a birthday dinner. He was literally in the midst of dinner. Yeah, well. We had talked on the phone earlier in the afternoon, and he said he wanted to talk about celebrating his first birthday out of prison, as you can imagine. And he's like, hey, let's meet at uh, Rudy's down in, on Westport Road. And I go down, and he's sitting inside. He's got a big old margarita and some chips and queso, and why not live it up, right? Yeah. <laughs> I was like, are you sure you want to talk? He's like, oh, yeah, no problem. He's very he's very giving of his time. So, yeah, he talked to us for a little bit about kind of, you know, what he did today or yeah, that day. That, that, that's really incredible. And I think, um, you know, gosh, what a, what a perfect way to celebrate a birthday, any birthday. Right, exactly. You know, who can who can hate on chips and queso and margaritas? Who knows what else he did living up? I knew he was having the highlight, though, I can tell you, and we'll, I'm sure we'll get into it, was he was going to have birthday cake and ice cream with his family later. That's what the big the big celebration was. So. He talks a lot about his family and his kids, and we are going to get to that. Um, I first wanted to play this clip from your interview. Uh, this was just fascinating to me. Um, you know, and at the same time, it's a little bit funny. It's a little bit sad, too. I think you probably know which one I'm talking about here. I mark the years by, and I always celebrate it. How so? I'll, 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 I'll make a meal. It's called a prison meal. Because they'll allow us to go to the canteen, and you get to buy little items, and you uh, you, you put your little chicken and your vegetables and your uh, uh, noodles together with some cheese and ranch, and, and you make a meal. And it's just, just an $8, $9, $10 meal, but you couldn't tell me I wasn't at the Olive Garden. So... <laughs> That was your birthday meal. That was my birthday. I always had a birthday meal. I always had a birthday meal. It, it's one of the holidays that is so true. It's it's there's no error in it. And speculating when the date was or what the date actually supposed to represent. Uh, September 10th, 1974, I was born. That's a fact that I know. And each day or each year, I celebrated also as a mile marker. So it wasn't just that I was turning another age, but I had grown. 
And I also always celebrate, I always celebrated my birthday. Just again, if, if nothing more than the fact that uh, it symbolized or marked an, another growth marker. How did you react when he told you that story? I, I was kind of taken aback. I was just hoping because I let into it saying, you know, did you did you do anything at all? And he's like, of course. And not only was it I celebrated, but that was literally how he would mark the years. I said, so what do you do? And he said, well, they have a canteen, so I'd make myself a meal. And he's like, you take your, I mean, you, you listen to it. You take everything, you put it together, which I, I didn't press him on ranch. That was like a, a curveball at the end of that <laughs> recipe. It was like chicken and vegetables. I'm like, yes, yes, cheese, ranch, what? Um, but it was, uh, no, it was, it was, it was funny. And yeah, as you mentioned, it was sad at the same time that like that was the highlight of his birthday and his year. And, and that was really one of the themes throughout the interview is as much, you know, as much as he can laugh sometimes looking back and as much as he's celebrating his freedom, you can tell every time you talk to him from that first day when he got released, when he was talking about, you know, still being angry that he was in prison for 23 years and who wouldn't be to to now when he's talking about celebrating with meals is there's there's still this kind of like yeah that was my birthday for 23 years so we're recording this on a wednesday by the end of this week we're expecting some news in his case so you know possibly by the time people are listening to this if it's over the weekend or or early next week there may be developments in the case um can you kind of catch us up on uh, to speed on what's happening with his case this week so, right. When the judge said that there was, uh, I believe it was clear and convincing evidence, basically, that he was innocent and should either be retried or let go, set 30 days. So from the day he was released, it was 29 days, the deadline Friday, being you either have to retry him or or just dismiss the case. Now, there's an option that they can technically just let the period lapse and then uh, kids, attorneys, Midwest Innocent Project would go to a judge, say, all right, here's what happened. They didn't do anything. And they'd move forward. The attorney general also gets a say. And I reached out to both of them when we were doing the story on, was that Monday or Tuesday? And he, uh, and they both got back to me saying they hadn't made a decision yet, but hopefully we should hear something. And then uh, he also celebrated his birthday with a big job announcement. Yeah, he's working the Midwest Innocence Project now. And I think as much as the guy loves birthdays, kid was telling me, uh, Ricky was saying that that the job is what he's also excited for um, and that he's going to be working kind of raising awareness, community engagement, that sort of thing. Really, you know, we were talking about it every time, whether it's Lamont or Ricky, somebody gets released from prison. We're always talking about it. It's always in the front of not just the media's minds, but everybody's minds. And then it kind of fades away. And he was saying that he's excited about his job because he wants everyone to know that it's not just him. It's not just these few cases. We're talking about probably, you know, statistically speaking, thousands of people sure. wrongfully in prison. Right. Yeah. You mentioned Lomont McIntyre, a story that we've covered a lot here at KMBC. Daryl Burton is another one who gets a lot of uh, a lot of attention. He's a, a, a minister down at Church of the Resurrection and does a lot. Um, Lamont and, and Daryl, too. So they're kind of in the public eye. But those are like three of the most well-known cases, Ricky, Daryl, and Lamont. Yeah. And there's, I mean, we can, Floyd Bledsoe is another one of those Bledsoe, people. Yep. I mean, yeah, there's there's definitely a handful of cases that, that stick out. One thing 
thing, and and I just want to touch on it because we didn't get to touch on it in our story earlier this week. But you talk about making up for lost times. We've certainly done stories about uh, you know compensation those bills. But Ricky actually, a lot of people don't realize, isn't entitled to any financial compensation from the state unless, like under Missouri law, it has to be DNA exoneration, which is not what happened in his case. So yeah, he's he's not. There's a GoFundMe for him right now. And the laws that they got passed in Kansas, so cases like Floyd Blood, so like Lamont McIntyre, those cases are kind of different because because the law is different in Kansas right. as it we relates just, to that. The bill just got passed, and obviously we've done stories about Lamont's battle to get his money, and that's, yeah. a, that's a another story. Yeah, yeah. Lamont's still fighting to get his money yeah. in Kansas. Um, well, you know, it's kind of a, a good transition into how life has been different for Ricky since he uh, got out of prison uh, just, just a month ago, and um, if we can get it here. I have another soundbite I want us to listen to. It's a total contrast to uh, being in a level five prison. Um, Locked up and they tell you for the rest of your life. Essentially what they said is you're wrongfully convicted, although they didn't say it in those words, but you're going to spend the rest of your life in a place where guilty men go, even though you're innocent, and we're going to take all these privileges uh, from you, all these things that freedom will afford me or afford the average person. Uh, they were taken from me, and little by little, I'm, I'm uh, getting them back and I'm enjoying them. So is he making the transition back into this sort of his freedom? Okay, I mean, how's that going for? I talked to him because I, I frankly am one of those people who, yeah, the, the big thing of happiness and, and and his freedom is is, it's it's less tangible than some of the small things which really I think stick in people's minds. So I asked him about the small things like food, you know, which is has been like crazy for him. We already talked about that a little bit with the the margaritas and chips and queso, sure. a far cry from his fake Olive Garden meal, <laughs> but. It, it's like driving, right? So he's 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 learning to drive again, basically. He uh, it was actually really another one of those sad but exciting moments. Is he talked to, to me about the on his birthday? He said they went downtown, and even though he had been out for about a month, yeah. they hadn't seen the Sprint Center yet. This is fascinating, and and, and we don't have this soundbite, so so explain the story. Yeah, he hadn't he hadn't seen the Sprint Center yet. Like that had been built while he was in prison. He's like heard a lot about it, which is just a crazy, you know. It's those small things to me that stick out. He's like, PNL, you know, Power and Light, you know, KCPNL. He's like, haven't seen that, heard great things, which is just, you know, it's things that we take for granted, right? right? Like the day after he got out, I think a day or two later, he got his first cell phone, right? It's, it's all of those things that have really, to me, you know, it's it's easy to talk about the, the the larger picture of freedom of wrongful convictions, and he'll he'll he loves to talk about that. That's his passion, and and why shouldn't it be? But it's the small things to me that I think relate to people, and you realize just how much has been taken from him in these two decades plus. Gosh, and how much the world has changed. Right. Yeah. So then the uh, the next one I want to uh, talk about here is he went into prison as a father. He comes out a grandfather of six. Listen to this. Playing with my grandkids um, has been the funnest, the most unique joy. Um, I went in as a father, and I came out as a grandfather. And I get to play with these little kids who uh, love their grandpa, Ricky, even though I haven't been around them. And, uh, what do y'all do together? 
We, uh, uh, last weekend, or the weekend, right before last weekend, we had a dance-off. Oh. Me and my five-year-old grandson named Micah, and uh, I'll probably send you some footage of that. It's actually on Facebook, just okay. for Ricky Kid. You can find, we, we, we had a nice little fun dance-off, and uh, just seeing their little faces, uh, knowing that I missed out on my kids growing up, but I don't, I don't have to miss out on my grandkids growing up, and uh, that means a lot to me. So it's pretty clear that, uh, that family means a lot to him. That was, you know, when we talked about family, that was the closest he got to, to being emotional. You could tell that he had to, like, pause for a second to, to think. And it's, it's those moments with his grandkids. And he said it perfectly there, which is all those moments with his kids, you know, he— he, he told his, his daughter as he walked out of prison, and we, I remember that story that day, somebody who was with him, like right as he walked out the door, filmed it, and he said, you watched me walk in, now you get to watch me walk out. And everything in between, you know, the whole life in between was, was taken from him. I mean, he, his, his girlfriend was pregnant when he went into prison, right? Which is, I mean, just imagine that. And... And now he's getting to have all these times, you know, with his grandkids. He had the dance off, which we talked about in the story. He was doing a dance off with his grandkids. Like I mentioned, the the birthday cake and ice cream, you know, getting to to grow up with them. It's kind of his second chance of being a father, but it's as a grandfather. And it's it's touching to me, so I can't imagine how much that would mean to him. It, every Everything we heard from him in that interview mm-hmm. just was remarkable in terms of, like, the human spirit. Because you can't help but listen to his story and imagine. What would I do if I were in that position, knowing that I was convicted of a crime I didn't do, and I was there and my life outside the walls of that prison are literally speeding by me? I'm well, missing everything. And it's it's funny you use the word spirit because when he got released, he actually said to us, he was saying that there were moments where he wanted to give up. And I, I can't imagine how dark things get inside, but he said it was a spirit that, that kept him going, that kept him thinking about that a spirit and, and obviously family and that's what I think pushes a person through you know 23 years of being incarcerated for a crime that you know judges say clearly he didn't commit and, and never lo- losing hope that, that that there was hope that he was gonna get up it's, it's been impressive how he has how he has bounced back and again with with all that said it is important to to point out he he's angry you know he's he is upset and that shouldn't be forgotten in all this Mm -hmm. is is, and (laughs) i cannot begin to describe how upset you know like you 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 just think about like yeah your entire freedom He, he talks about cherishing your freedom your entire freedom taken away from you and and he is angry but he's also you know committed to repurposing his life to helping other people to making this an issue and to to being with his grandkids and then a great segue here william you just set up for us into uh, into this last sound by the sound bite that i want us to listen to and you asked the question which i think is what any good journalist would do is i call it the freebie question right, right? i don't know what, <laughs> if you have a name for it but it's basically you know what have i not asked you right it's the, it's the general catch-all question and it always always ends up with like the best answer and and yeah he gave a good one yeah cherish your freedom cherish your freedom because when it's taken away from you some people were born into freedom most people and all you know is having your freedom but to have it taken away and then restored there's a different feeling that I wake up to there's a different paradigm that I have. And, I, and, and so people 
They don't have that experience, but I do. But I want to share it with them. And I want to share it with them, and I will tell them to enjoy your freedom. Enjoy your freedom. Okay, so Ricky says, cherish your freedom. Yeah, what a great lesson. It was it was something so simple, but when you like stop to think about it, it's like that's what he has lived his life on. You know, he he also said in that interview, I had everything that a normal person, an average person has, everything that a normal person, an average person has taken away from me. And I'm getting it back little by little, but it shouldn't have been taken away from me in the first place. And that that speaks to that cherish your freedom, something that we all take for granted. Mm-hmm. Again, things we've mentioned like birthday meals in the Sprint Center or power and light or grandkids, kids. And it can be taken away in a heartbeat. And it was for him. I, I just think it's such an incredible story. And you just have to know that he is going to be, I think, unpacking and dealing with what's happened to him in his life and kind of rebuilding his life for years, years. Oh, yeah. I mean, I, I he, he, he makes it clear, as we talked about, he's playing catch up. But, you know, he's he's certainly uh, he's certainly hitting the ground running. He's committed to 100 percent living life and 100 percent on the, the job with the Midwest Innocence Project. I think Chips and Margarita is a great starting place. <laughs> <laughs> that's yeah, I can think of no better place than than chips and queso and margaritas. Yeah, that's, that's right. All right. Thanks, William, for doing this. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, will you do it again sometime? Absolutely. Please. OK. All right. As always, we ask you to like, rate and review this podcast. Thanks for listening.